Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Every time it looks like a weak slate of games, it ends up being legendary. College football is the best sport in the world, baby. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. an aspiring yell leader at Texas A&M, the most prestigious of jobs. And with me, as always, is AJ. Texas is back again. Marchese. Uh, can you give me your best roast for uh, the upcoming, upcoming Miami Hurricane game at this week's Midnight Yell? I want to hear just a little, little preview. Oh, you guys don't even have a turnover chain. Well, guess what we've got? Agriculture, baby. Yeehaw. (laughs) I assume something like that. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of the guys in overalls behind you, like just smiling or whatever they do. Nevin Shapiro's in jail. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who killed, milled, and drilled during week two of college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal? In the fifth, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Well, Lincoln, Nebraska finally let the funk out. Oh, man. Got rid of Scott Frost. First fire of the season. (laughs) The coaching carousel's heating up. Uh, Before we get into our NFL draft superlatives, AJ, I just quickly wanted to ask you uh, to do a 10-minute monologue on the Scott Frost era at Nebraska. Um, Sure. So uh, from small beginnings of uh, lowly Orlando, Florida, look, they should have left him in Dublin. That would have been so much better. Uh, What upset you more, the queen dying or Scott Frost being fired? (laughs) Scotty. Got to be Scotty. It was more surprising, like the timing of it, you know. No, I don't know. He lost to Clay Helton. <laughs> Clay Clay Helton's Georgia Southern offense put up uh, more yards on Nebraska than anyone ever a year removed from running the triple option. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, they're so bad. I feel bad for Casey Thompson. Just Casey Thompson. Agreed. Um, two questions before we get into it. If you were Trev Alberts, the Nebraska AD, who would you hire and then I also want to hear who you think they'll actually hire. I don't know. It's such a weird job. Um, I saw that Feldman list, and I'm like these are all these all make sense, you know. Um, I don't know, but like like who the fuck would want that job? Well, that's why I didn't totally uh, on that on his and Chris Vanini's list. Uh, I think um, Chris Kleiman, the Kansas State head coach, was on both, and it feels like he's got that thing trending in the right direction. Yeah. And like like I get that. Kansas State isn't a top-tier Power 5 job, but Nebraska isn't anymore either. No, it's not. Like, I, I'm i sure their boosters would, like, if they really wanted Chris Kleiman, pay him enough for him to take it. But, like, just 
I don't think Nebraska's some upgrade. Like Manhattan, Kansas is is beautiful, you know. Um, like why would Matt Campbell take the job? That one felt weird too, because like it's kind of lateral. Maybe it's a step up theoretically, just because of clout, like yeah, brand name. But wouldn't you? He's been so picky that wouldn't you rather just keep winning eight games, nine games at Iowa State and being? Uh, known as like a program builder than trying to actually rebuild Nebraska that's just in shambles where the expectations are so much higher. Like Nebraska has to be one of the worst power five jobs given what the fan base expects out of you and what's actually yeah. possible with that job. Well, not to mention, you know, the, the Big 12 is about to get softer and the Big 10 is about to get harder too. Like, like why, why fuck around? Um, yeah, yeah. The big, the, Not only are USC and UCLA joining, but like going divisionless too. So they're like – they're in the they won't have the benefit of being, being the, the easier division yeah, yeah. yeah. um i think my, the two names at the top of my list would be if i was trying for just like tr- true like we have to accept we are never going to be national contenders anymore like we're trying to just be a, a respectable program i think lance leopold mm-hmm. at kansas makes the most sense but he just signed a extension with kansas and just upset west virginia and if you're looking for more, like, combination of culture but excitement, I don't know. I think Jamie Chavel at Coastal is really interesting. I think if I was in Nebraska, that's my pick. Like, that's more fun than a lot of the other names that are out there. Um, ultimately, I do think they will hire Matt Campbell, though. I think they'll just dump, dump like, dump a load of money at his feet. And Iowa State, he, you know, they're, he, they're down this year, so, like, the timing kind of makes sense. Um, but he finally beat Iowa this year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I none of them. I, I feel like there's no clear. Oh, it's gonna be this guy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, like well, Scott it's Frost be, was. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think Leipold is kind of like I don't know. I don't know who I'd put my money on, but I, I guarantee I Nebraska fans Leipold. won't be won't be happy. No, I, I feel like unless they get. Like the way USC got Lincoln Riley, the way Miami got Mario Cristobal, because they think the of fuck? themselves. Who the fuck would go? Dabo, baby. What do you mean? Oh, okay, okay. I'm on. Yeah, that makes sense. But like Jim for real. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jimbo Fisher might want to get at a college station. I fucking would. I would. But I'm just like, can you can you get at a college station? That remains to be seen. I, I, I saw Mark Stoops floated, and I just don't understand why he would do that. Mm, yeah. That'd be a good uh, hire, but I... Oh, yeah, big time. I just... <laughs> yeah. That man's, that man's has got the best job in America. So true. You know what I do think was an interesting one? Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> you know, so I saw I, that floated. I, also, I saw that, too. That's out of nowhere, but it's fun. I feel like Nebraska fans would hate it, but it'd be, like, the smart hire. Like, they'd, they'd be winning eight games again, at least. Yeah. But, I don't know. Being a Nebraska fan just seems like it sucks, so I'm glad I'm not one. They, get, they should just go back to the Big 12. The Big 8. Yeah. Southwest Conference. All right, college football week two superlatives, 2023 NFL Draft Edition, which is every week. <laughs> um, Spe- special next, edition. Special edition, but actually starting with guys who aren't eligible till 2026. Uh, with our best freshman of the week. Uh, does Quinn Ewers get it for a quarter of football? Yeah, I think uh, he he has to be put here. Um, mainly because he was electric in the quarter of football he played. Yeah, anyway, he threw like, what, like three touchdowns that were dropped? Um, yeah, so statistically he went 9 for 12 with 134 yards, but he was just slinging it. Had multiple touchdowns dropped. Um the play before the play he got hurt on was that huge completion down the right sideline to Xavier Worthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like they were going to be in it. And, like, the fact that they only lost by one point to Alabama with Hudson Card, who, like, is not good. And he was hurt. Uh, and he was, yeah, and he was limping around. Uh, it makes me think, like, if Quinn Ewers stayed healthy, I wonder what could have happened. They would have won. They would have won. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Texas is, is back when Ewers is back. Uh, I think that's clear. Okay. Quinn Ewers, hey, that was like our first real look at him, and 
Yeah, he looked really good. He um, he's got an arm and he's willing to use it. That and that was fun. Um, he also like, just looks he, like he's he's Texas. You know, he looks like so, Texas. I I appreciate so much his aesthetic. Arch got to go somewhere else. I'm gonna say it. You know, he doesn't fit Texas. Quinn does. Well, it's like Qu- Quinn didn't fit Ohio State. Like, no. you couldn't imagine that guy trotting out for Ryan Day no. in the scarlet and gray, but in the burn orange. Yeah, baby. Arch should go to Tennessee. We both know. He should absolutely. Imagine like putting up those Hendon Hooker numbers. <laughs> Could um, he? We'll see. Uh, that's a quarterback competition of the year next year. Uh, but yeah, Quinn Ewers at, at minimum fun college quarterback at maximum NFL draft prospect in a couple of years. Uh, but now at what four to six? I think that yeah. Um, after that, I think it gets a little bit more cloudy. I got a late night one I'll go to uh, BYU receiver Chase Roberts. Uh, BYU's top two receivers were out against Baylor. Freshman Chase Roberts, a six four, uh, do it all man, stepped up. Eight catches, 122 yards, but also threw a 22-yard touchdown to Jaron Hall on a, a on like a, a screen pass across the field. It was really cool. Jaron Hall caught the ball well, so uh, maybe he's got a future as a as a receiver. If it doesn't work out at quarterback, um, but Chase Chase Roberts' size and athleticism stood out. He had a sweet touchdown catch in the back corner of the end zone before the half. Uh, Jaron Hall was thriving with him when they started getting going just before halftime. Uh, you, is Jaron Hall the prospect who made you look stupid this week? I don't know. He's still 26. <laughs> um, I only have one other freshman. I'm going to the that Penn State-Ohio game, the, the game of the week, if you will. Um, they're running back. Nicholas Singleton, who didn't do too much against Purdue, uh, got another 10 carries in this game and uh, put up 179 and two touchdowns. Looked really good. I opted not to tune into this game, but that's good to hear because he was the number one running mm-hmm. back recruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like again, every like young Penn State running back after Saquon's been like hyped, but Singleton's like looks legit. Like he, he's six foot two twenty, uh, really yeah, sm- good. He looks like an NFL back. Yeah, Even in that uh, in that opener where he didn't get a lot going, he looked like an NFL. Yeah, back. smooth mover, really good speed. Uh, you know, was killing those bobcat uh, angles on the run. He had like a forty four yard touchdown run. Breaking tackles, yeah, he he looks he looks legit. Are Penn State running backs back with uh, what Saquon did in Week One? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that's I think they're connected. You know. Speaking of NFL Week One, uh, Travis Etienne didn't have the great game, but hey, his little brother Trevor looked pretty good against Kentucky. He had a touchdown run. He looks like a uh, he he's going to be more than just um, Travis's brother. Yeah. He, he might be better than Travis right now. You're yeah, right. He's, he's well built too. They look about five, nine, two seventeen. He is. Yeah. You know, he looked good. Florida sucks more on that, but he looked good. Florida, Florida stinks, but yeah. <laughs> and, uh, speaking of bloodlines, best sophomore. Yeah. It's, it's obviously Marvin Harrison jr. Um, but I, if you want to slash it, Marvin Harrison jr. And Emeka Ekbuka. Yeah. I put both. They of them. can, they combined for 11 receptions, 302 yards, and four touchdowns. And I know it was Arkansas State, but coming off that Notre Dame game where it uh, doesn't look as good a victory now, given what happened yeah. to Notre Dame, um, and with JSN out uh, out against Arc State, seeing Marvin, Marvin Harrison have that breakout game and Igbuka build on that opener, uh, I, th- I think was pretty exciting because obviously they lose Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave first round in the NFL draft, return JSN. Ekbuka looks good as like that Chris Olave kind of um, nuanced uh, route running safety net, and Marvin Harrison as that big play mm-hmm. player like Garrett Wilson was. I, th- I think those two, and with JSN supposedly back for the big Toledo game this week, uh, it's exciting because it looks like three NFL level receivers uh, playing with the best quarterback in the country. Uh, Ibuka had that awesome punt return uh, touchdown call back early in the game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean Her- Marvin Harrison Jr. was just fucking dominant. Like, like he he had the yak plays too, and then the the big contested catches, like flashing body control. I, I, he looks pretty pretty elite. Like Dan Brugler tweeted out that like he said he'd be the first wide receiver drafted if he was eligible. And like I, I don't know if I disagree. I don't know if I disagree. It's just like you know the sample size is holding him back. But by the end of the year. I would tend to believe that right now, you know. Um, plus, like, a lot of the top receivers have been kind of underwhelming to start the season. So B- Big time. I, I mean, 
JSN's been hurt. Quentin Johnston had another nothing type of game for TCU. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte, same yeah. same deal. Didn't put up big numbers against uh, Southern. Downs um, has been hurt. Uh, Downs has been. There's one guy who we'll get to, yeah. but uh, outside of him, who I don't think a lot of people are viewing as the number one receiver in the class anyway. Uh, Marvin Harrison kind of has it all in terms of the height, weight, speed, and now it's the stat. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's gonna be scary to see what he can do this year with a with a full year. Um, okay, I was gonna put Caleb Williams next, but since we're mentioning two Ohio State guys, next guy is JJ McCarthy, baby. Fuck, I was hoping we'd avoid this. No, played, played Hawaii and didn't even cover. <laughs> no, but they pulled him. He he would have covered by himself. Kate looked like shit. Um. He was 11, he did. He was eleven to twelve, two twenty nine, three touchdowns. He was a fucking electric. Um, he he earned the starting job. Did he earned did, it, baby? Did Harbaugh do this just to ensure Cade wouldn't transfer in case JJ McCarthy got hurt? Maybe, maybe. That seems like, like a slime ball move, opposite of what Dave Aranda did. So it feels like something Harbaugh would do. Um, I mean, because to me, it's like I don't know. You watch that and. And be like, how did how was this a toss up after camp? You know, because like the arm is is legit with JJ, uh, the athleticism is obviously there, uh, and he yeah, I mean, yeah, the one throw where he's scrambling up and just laced one to the corner it was for a touchdown was nasty. I mean, instant instant, he's a monster. Um, national championship game, uh, here we come. Um, yeah, they're not going to win the Big Ten with Michael Hall hunting them. <laughs> Uh, Michael Hall did get hurt against Arkansas State, yeah. but I just want to point out he had another three TFLs. Can we call him the the Bay Harbor Butcher? Yeah, that's so sick. Do you, no, can I make the connection for you? Please. Michael Hall, Michael C. Hall played Dexter. That was Dexter's name as a serial killer. Never seen it. Showtime, put it on right now. Yeah. Watch all eight seasons. The last couple are shit, but. You finish this up for us? Yeah, I'll finish the rest of the show. Just no, you gotta stay on the show. Just watch Dexter. All right. Put your watch headphones on every once in a while. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Michael Hall is gonna be okay. Good. Uh. Okay, but Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. That first half against Stanford, USC could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. And obviously, Stanford's not a great program or anything. Um. But just. It felt like they could score whenever they wanted. They wanted to pick up 15 yards. They could do it. It wasn't just mm-hmm. Caleb Williams. Like, it was Addison. It was Mario Williams. Yep. It was uh, Travis Dye looked great. Austin Jones even coming in uh, in the short yardage situations at times. The offensive line played awesome. Your boy, Andrew Voorhees. Um, Caleb Williams threw for 341, four touchdowns. Obviously, the second half, they kind of slowed up. But um, he looks like the top quarterback for 2024. Yeah. My question is, I know we're two two weeks in. Is who's leading the Heisman? Is it Caleb Williams? Ah, uh, like not, I know they I haven't played anyone, but yeah. like if you were to just be like, here's my Heisman rankings. Uh, like he's throw- Bryce oh, Young's Bryce Young's the only one with the Heisman moment. So okay, I mean that's true. That's true. He went to Austin and he won. I mean, so I they guess they have similar stats. It will be Bryce Young. I think you're right. Um, but like. Kill, it'd be Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud carved up Ark State, baby. Yeah. Um, but if you had to wager who will win the Heisman two weeks into the season, who do you think it will be? Uh, I don't know. I, I I guess I'll bet Caleb Williams because that looks the, so fucking easy. <laughs> like, and he gets the hype and yeah. buzz bump, and like people would be like, USC's back. I know there's a West Coast bias, of course. But... Um, like, people are just going to be talking about Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams all year, even if they only end up winning, like, 10 games, which is still a lot for them, for what we've seen from USC. Uh, like, that's going to get more buzz than Bryce Young putting up the same numbers as last year. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and they should win the win the conference. Exactly. Like, or, Oregon choked immediately. Yeah, and um, Utah, I mean, they lost, but... Uh, choked immediately as well. Yeah. To a Florida team who might not be as good as... <laughs> also choked immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Washington and Washington State are the next up. Yeah, baby. So, I don't know. I, I just... I I feel like he would be the best bet right now. Yeah. Softest um, schedule. Probably. Like, you know, the, there's no SEC defenses. There's... Although, hey, 
Hey, Nikosi Perry's second in the country in passing yards. <laughs> is that your Casey bet? Casey Thompson's third. <laughs> oh, actually, this, the top five is hilarious. It's Drake May, Nikosi Perry, Casey Thompson, um, uh, Davis Brennett, Tulsa, and, and Kyle Van Trees at Georgia That's Southern. That's sick. Van Trees my guy. You remember that. I do. And Chase Brown leads the country in rushing. That's that's actually sick. It is sick. Ali Jennings, remember how high I was on him? In the, he's first in the country in receiving yards. Look at you. I know. Your guy Kalen Stokes is second. Sorry, I'm taking us off the path. Of Weekday warrior, Rob. We thank, didn't have much you. of a I'm of a slate here. There's not much going on on the weekdays. Um, yeah, For, uh, that's why I need I need. The like Wednesday night Sunbelt games mm-hmm. uh, in October and the matchin in November. Like September someone's gotta own the Wednesday in September somehow, you know? Well, it looks like Louisville's owning the, the, the Fridays Friday. in September. It's kind yeah. of that, I do think that's smart. Yeah, and that's that's why my weekday warriors gotta be Millie Cunningham. I think he, he's Mr. Friday night, baby. I'm pretty sure like three times last year we picked him too. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be on primetime again. It's hard not to give it to him because there's not much going on. I know you said you got a deep cut, so I'm excited. You, you, wait, you know they play on Friday again this week, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. State, baby. J-Trav versus uh, Malik Cunningham? Ooh, that's a matchup. That's a matchup. The, the two most underrated fun quarterbacks in the, in the country, I'll say it. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, John Reese Plumley uh, faltered, though. So. Yeah, that's that sucks. I'll stick uh, with Louisville though. Uh, on their defensive line, Yaya Diaby, uh, 6'4", 270 pound uh, defensive lineman, had a sack and a half. <clears throat> lined up inside a lot. He was on the freaks list. I think he's he's a guy who's kind of been trending towards uh, a breakout season, and it's gonna come, and it's happening. And you're gonna see it again Friday night. Friday night for real. Friday Night Football, baby. Friday Night Football against that terrible Florida State offensive line. That's good now, baby. Florida State's going to be ranked by uh, next week. You calling it? You calling it? I'm calling calling my shot. I like it. All right. Let's stop messing around. Let's get to the the good stuff. Um, Best offensive prospect of the week. Jordan Addison, who already alluded to, is my best offensive prospect of the week because he was so uh, fucking good. It made it look so easy. Seven catches, 172, two touchdowns. The two t- two touchdowns uh, in different ways, burning yeah. him off the top, doing it yak on that screen. That screen call was super nasty too. Um, he's my he's my number one for shooting up the board. He's not my best offensive prospect of the week, but uh, I think he he's a very good choice. Obviously, yeah. I mean, uh, like, like you said, like the yak was there. And he toasted Caillou Blue Kelly on the deep on the on the other touchdown on the deep post. Yeah, yeah. But she had to tackle on both touchdowns too. Like, and, just yeah. He had another one over the top where he he did get tackled, but it was like a forty yard game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I just think it's interesting. Like, obviously he late transferred to USC. There was like so much controversy around it. We heard weird murmurs like just before the season that like he was unhappy. And then bam. Two, first game, they're playing Rice, it's whatever, but he still scores two touchdowns. Then, uh, kind of with the country watching, uh, I, mean, I know Stanford's not a great team or anything, but it was the, the game of the night, and he just toasted everyone. And and like we were alluding to earlier, the, the receiver class has statistically through two weeks been a bit of a letdown. And here we have Jordan Addison looking, looking like Devonta Smith, Calvin Ridley out there with what he can do in the open field. Uh his preciseness as a route runner. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important he's winning deep because yep. I, I I did worry about the long speed. Um, but Caillou Blue Kelly's an NFL-level corner and yep. hosted him. Um, we talked about Caleb Williams maybe being the bet for the Heisman right now. Uh, I think Jordan Edison's like safe money for the Blitnikoff back-to-back. Yeah. Um, through two games, 12 catches, 226, four touchdowns. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Plus, maybe he has the best quarterback in the country. Yeah. Not named Bryce Young. Um, <clears throat> I went with Bryce Young. I know statistically it wasn't great. 213, a touchdown, 38 on the ground, 5.5 an attempt. Um, I think a lot of that wasn't him. Texas did a really good job defensively. They were blitzing the hell out of him, yeah. and he didn't have a lot of time. Uh, and just late in the game, he kind of went into that – it factor he's mode got where, that gamer mode man yeah like he was just unfazed the touchdown pass to jameer gibbs was ridiculous um i mean 
it just not, not like it kind of just felt like after Texas went up late, they got the ball back. It just it, yeah knew he was gonna do it. Like I it's no just like the he, Iron Bowl last year. And, and and it's important to note, like his receivers played terrible. They played really bad. They played really bad. Like no one stepped up for him. Drops. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the games where like you watch it live until the end. You're like, Bryce Young was not good, and then um. You go back and watch the tape, it's like, oh, my God, the receivers were fucking shit. I think the one thing is, like, he did struggle with pressure. You know, like, there was the... They, they did a really good job. Like, the did. center, their center played not not good football. Um, they blitzed the hell out of him. And, yeah, at times, he like, when they were blitzing up the A-gap, he, he, he didn't get the ball off hot a lot of the time. Yeah. But also, like, I don't think he trusts anyone. That's why, like, yeah. Jameer Gibbs became his go-to playmaker. Right away. Right away, too. Like, I know Treshawn Holden had a good game the week before, but he's still pretty unproven. Um, I, 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 I have more on Jermaine Burton later. Me too. Um, Cam Latu is coming off an injury. Like, Kobe Prentice is a true freshman. Like, there's just not a lot here. I don't think Alabama's got that guy that they've had in the past. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that Jermaine Burton's going to be that. So, I don't know. And the fact that he could just kind of overcome it all, and I know – they should have won by a lot more, and they should cover the spread for me. But uh, <laughs> he, when you see that, ultimately, I, I, it comes away as a positive to me that he is able to do that. Like yeah. he doesn't get frazzled, he doesn't turtle in the end. He, he kind of puts the team on his back, meticulously carries them down the field, makes that big play, has that Heisman type moment. Yeah, like what was the weakness all game of him? You know, getting blitzed and and. At times, you know, getting maybe like you said, holding the ball a little too long, um, and then just the ability to turn on to the, on at the end and make it the strength, like break that sack, ran for the first down to seal the game, and and uh, like yeah, I think that was just that it is it is the it factor. He's got it. He's got it. It's hard to say he doesn't. Like that's that's it. <laughs> Who's your defensive prospect of the week? Uh losing effort, but I thought Gravon Dexter at Florida was the just monster. a fucking monster. Oh yeah. Remember. Remember how I was talking him up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's something. He's something. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's f- he like he's, also outplayed the box score. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, he had like seven total tackles, half a sack in the pick, but. The pick was awesome. But he yeah. was all over Will Levis. Oh, yeah. He was killing him. Um, he is a rare blend of size and athleticism. Yes. I told I, I told you he, he's like a, a more slender pass rushy or. or Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a wonderful job kind of clogging the inside running lanes, but then what he was adding as a pass rusher was so impressive. And then the athletic ability to, to haul in that pick was just freaky. Yeah. No, he was he was he was clearly the he, top defensive dude. And I think it's funny, a week after we uh both both had defensive tackles, different ones, uh I had Jalen Carter and you and Brian Brzee say his last name? I think you're right, Brzee. Okay okay. I'm always questioning myself. Me too. I'm not. I'm not sure, but proceed. That's that one always gets me. I don't know why. But like those two guys look like top ten picks. Javon Dexter does too, though. Yeah, I think that we finally got a good IDL class. We've what three years in a row with bad ones. I mean, other than a couple, a couple guys at the top, you know. But you know, we we finally got a good one, like a high end one. It's fun. Yeah, for real. Yeah, Dexter. I don't know. I I know they lost to Kentucky, but nobody could block him. No. He was it, that's a pretty young Kentucky offensive line. He he was getting them just with pure athleticism, but uh, saw saw the uh, the power as well. Uh, nice little swim movies got to mm-hmm. him. Uh, he he also plays very hard. He does. Oh yeah, he's got a fucking motor. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think like this is gonna be like like a lot of people's favorite guy. You know, like they might have Carter above him, uh, which like rightfully so. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, maybe Percy above him. But like everyone's like, you just want him the fucking on the field. Yeah, he's. I think coming off this week, like he's probably our number one riser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but speaking of risers, let's get to, get to our shooting up the board. I had Jordan Addison number one on here for myself. Who I put, are you looking at? I put Jameer Gibbs, and I know it wasn't like this big flashy on the ground game, but. As we talked about already, just what he did in the passing game uh, from the get-go was just dominant. Like, he was so crucial to them moving the football through the game. And if it wasn't for Gibbs, they lose that football game. There, there's no he, doubt about that. He was clearly the only guy Bryce Young truly trusted. He, he was wide receiver yeah. one on the Alabama Crimson Tide as, like, you know, starting a second game as a running back, obviously. But, like, that's crazy. Like, it had that angle to convert it, on the third and six, which was fucking huge. 
It was um, the big Alvin Kamara vibes in, in which sometimes Kamara won't have an effective game on the ground because yeah. the defense is keying in on him there, but they can't stop him through the air. And that was kind of like Gibbs didn't get a lot going on the ground, but he became that go-to pass catcher. And he, he yeah, absolutely he did have that one miss assignment on like the the big sack on that third down. Yeah, his one blemish, but no, exactly. He just kept moving the chains, and like I feel like there's, I mean maybe maybe after the quarterback scrambling for a first. It is so frustrating when you're on defense or watching your defense and just constantly check down first to the running back first down. Like, you just – that's so demoralizing, and I think it was such a big part of it. They, they wouldn't have won the game if it wasn't for Gibbs, period. Agreed. Um, I'll, I'll uh, stick at all, uh, with the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go Cedric Tillman, who did have a couple drops yeah. against Pitt. A couple big drops, but don't matter. But in the, in the moment when he needed to make the play, he scored at no tee. Um, nine catches, 162 yards, a touchdown. He had like 18 targets. Yeah. Uh, the drop, I think, I, it was like three drops, I think, uh, which obviously is a ton. But he was also Hendon Hooker's go-to playmaker, um, just out-athleting guys, just being bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. He looks like an extra, a day-two X receiver uh, that that can really bring some juice to an offense. Yeah, totally. I mean, one of the drops would have been a touchdown, so that hurts. But also, he got behind the pit seconders wide open, and Hooker just threw a stinker that one early in the game too. Just constantly, they couldn't they couldn't stop him. Um, then he had that one huge game that was like should have been a touchdown, but he was like down at the one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't love Hooker by the way. I didn't put him sliding or anything. He, he got the stats, but I thought it looked better than the play did. Uh, and then had the touchdown in, in overtime too. Just like turn and body the DB. Like he he's a problem. He's a problem. Um, who else you got? I'll do an easy one. Like I know I know it's Arkansas State, but CJ Stroud was just he turned it the fuck up. I don't know. Like it's three fifty one and four touchdowns for only sixteen completions. I, like go ahead, yeah. It it kind of felt like they needed that game just the offense yeah, to get loose yeah. and like. Marvin Harrison to have that breakout, and now JSN's coming back, and it, they're still just playing Toledo, and it just feels like they're going to hit the ground running. He, yeah, he had a slow start last year too. Yeah, yeah, the Oregon game. Mm-hmm. Minute, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was too easy. Like the deep ball placement was fucking dominant too, um, and then so many quarterbacks haven't looked great. And yeah, it was Arkansas, Arkansas State again, but it was it was just so damn good that I think he deserves the the nod here. Um. Uh, I'm going to flip to the defensive side of the ball now uh, and talk about an Alabama transfer who, who now plays for Arkansas. Drew I thought Drew, Drew Sanders yeah. was awesome. Oh, 11 yeah. tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, broke up a pass to the running back in the flats. Um, they they let him uh, on the strip sack he had. They let him just like kind of play edge. Mm-hmm. Which he, he was a bit of an off-ball edge tweener, but has been spending most of his time as an off-ball guy for Arkansas. Um he his other sack came on like he was just dropping in coverage and just uh uh spencer rattler rolled out and he just showed off that closing speed to go uh chase him down um he is so big and athletic him and bumper pool are really fun because yeah. bumper bumper pool's like the classic gonna be an all sec linebacker who's gonna go undrafted and maybe make the nfl on special teams and then drew sanders is just former like big blue chip recruit who's got everything athletically uh that you could hope for and and I thought he just showed such a uh, a strong skill set to be able to impact the game as a pass rusher, uh, as a run stuffer, as an off ball linebacker, and, and playing coverage. Um, uh, I'm I, I'm interested to see where he uh, where he ends up because uh, not a lot of linebackers in this class that I think could be top 100 picks. Like I know it's top heavy, but I think it falls off quick. Uh, he's gonna be like the quietest, biggest riser, right? I think through the first two weeks, like for like guys who are like not just overall biggest, but quietest, biggest. Yeah, because there's that's... two great games, um, and yeah. yeah, like that's the stats to back him up too. And I think yeah, you you, you touched on a good point that like there's a couple couple like you know real solid dudes at the top of the linebacker group, but yeah, it kind of thins out, and um, even like Sewell doesn't look that good. Like, like Simpsons look good, but. No, there are lots of opportunities for, for Sanders. Um, I'm going flip to the, flip the side back and go to two, two backs in the same game. One in Cameron Peoples because he, he carried the App State, but the, had the big boy run at the end of the game to seal it. I, he's my guy. I, I just I, I give that respect like to fucking to seal the game. 
And for for Tammy, Devin Shane's the only good football player on that roster. <laughs> like he's the kick return touchdown was sick. It was so awesome. Like yeah, ninety five yard housed it. Had that awesome uh, run too for the touchdown at six six yards on ten carries. Like just so just plays at a different speed. Just plays at a different speed. And again, only good player on that fucking roster. And I thought both these backs were like again not like some big monster games from either of them. And obviously <laughs> Shane and, and the Aggies lost, but. Cameron to seal it and ashamed to be the only good player on his roster. I, I had to give them, I had to give him some shout outs. Um, do you have anybody else? Yeah, I'll do, t- I'll do two quick ones, uh, both on defense here. Uh, Deshaun okay. Jameson, I know he dropped yeah. the interception. That would have been huge. It hurts, but he played that route so fucking great. He jumped that, that perfectly. And I thought he was just really, really, really solid in coverage all game. And I know we talked about how, like, this Bama group isn't that good, but it's, it's still to show up. And we, we, we went into the week talking like this Texas defense is not going to be able to hang. And that whole defense stepped up. Um, it, it, maybe not hit he above all, but he had a great t- game. And I think that's just like like it's cementing himself as like, you know, uh, moving into this, you know, rising up the boards and moving maybe like early day three range, maybe higher. Yeah, I, I didn't want to step on your toes because I know he's your guy because yeah. I also had him written down. Um, anyone else for you? Uh, I'll go Tyler Barron, the Tennessee edge rusher. Uh, yeah, against yeah. Pitt. He, had, he had the strip sack where he lined up uh, like at one tack. Um, and he was lining up kind of all over the defensive line. Just uh, In the summer, I, I was most interested in him because of his athleticism mm-hmm. and his motor, uh, which you saw like the relentlessness of him. But the ability to show off some, some improved hand strength and, and uh, the flexibility to kick inside too, I thought was really – Really no, interesting. He, he was like borderline unblockable in stretches. Yeah, he was really fun. And uh, Kentucky linebacker Jordan Wright, who was ineligible for their opener, got back for Florida for the game against Florida, and they just kind of had him spy Anthony Richardson for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. He ended up with two TFLs and a pick, and and um, the pick was really important and really impressive. Yeah, no, that's a, that's good. One. I'll throw one just quick. Uh, one of my my interior defense lines from the from the summer. Two the two. Tuli Tupololo to fuck I can't say that. Uh, I thought he had a good game at Stanford. I like the stats backed up. I like four TFLs. Um, I don't know where stock is right now, but I, I I am a fan of his. Yeah, you you were big on him um, over the it, uh, summer. There's some people like really high on him, and some people just not. I don't think you're a big fan. It's it's kind of over the place. I'm like early day three. Oh, okay. Day three. Yeah, I think I was like early day three. Yeah. Okay. Talent is there though. That that was my point. Uh, sliding down the board, <laughs> I, I I think we yeah. should just start with, uh, just the the quarterbacks not named Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. We're gonna all try and find, and I did this last week. We're all gonna try and find who the the guy we want to claim is the third quarterback, and like our guy and all this jazz, and it's gonna be a, a roller coaster ride of a season. Yeah, and I think a lot of the quarterbacks have been underwhelming after those first two. Um, I, hey, we get our, our first big look at Tyler Van Dyke uh, this week against Texas mm-hmm. A&M, though. Um, Will Levis, I, I think, played the best this week, and he didn't have a great game. Yeah, no, Obviously, he... that big touchdown throw was impressive, and he did enough to win the game. He, he was a little up and down. Yeah, uh, I, I put him in overhyped. I, I got another one there, too, because, like, yeah, like he beat Florida. He outplayed the one we're about to, about to name, but – yeah, it wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. Like, he kind of looked like how he usually looks. Like, the Which tools is like are there. you can see like, the tools yeah. and you're like, some things are saying like that touchdown that, throw. The deep but, post like, was, yeah, that was yeah. nice. And like, some like, consistent. you know, just staying on time, solid, solid chain movers. Jim Yagi tweeted a video saying this is what a quarterback should look like. It, it, he's not wrong. But yeah, I thought like, again, struggle feeling pressure. Yeah. I had that one where he, he turned his head and just got his fucking bell wrong. Like, like he didn't know he's he getting pressure. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was mad. It was mad. And, like, the stats aren't even good either if you want to, like, for the casuals. Like, I don't know. Um, obviously, on the other side, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Uh, I, I put up for being overhyped because I overhyped him. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. But through for a 143 and two picks, completed 40% of his throws, ran for four yards, and averaged 4.1 an attempt yeah. against Kentucky. Um, he was their main problem. Uh, yeah. He just was not seeing the field well was not on the same page with his receivers like the pick six yeah was terrible just like, not on the same like the he thought the receivers were running a hook the receiver like ran a go uh he threw it anyway um he he wasn't moving as well because early in the game yeah. he like kind of hurt his ankle and yeah that wasn't a big talking point 
and that clearly impacted him because when the passing game's not going well, he can rely on his legs normally and yeah. wasn't really able to do that. And like I said, they had Jordan Wright kind of spying him all game. Kentucky had a really good game plan for him. Um, but uh, I, I I need to uh, realize that, hey, maybe I shouldn't be crowning a guy after his second start. I know he took down Utah and put up those numbers. Everything still looked like I still think at some point we got a first-round quarterback here, but maybe it's not this year. He's a Richard sophomore. Yeah. Um, but, hey, there's still a lot of season left, and, and he can very well help himself again. It, it's just like a, that, that's what this, the quarterback class normally is. That's what the college football season is. We're like a riding a roller coaster of crowning a guy and then being like, mm-hmm. oh, backing it off. And, like, come April, like, he might be where we said he was last week, or he might not be in the draft at all. Yeah. No, I, I think that was a good summation there, Ronnie. Um, like, yeah, I, I don't think you'd be surprised, you know, that he's coming along slowly as a passer, but this was a huge step backwards. Like, I don't know. I do I do want to say I took Kentucky's plus six for a reason. S- smart, smart. Uh, hedging your best. That was smart. Uh, but, yeah, I just know. wasn't seeing anything, wasn't even feeling anything. The INTs were so bad, like you said. You kind of hit on, on it all. But, yeah, just, like, losing the running ability, that just took all the spark out of his game. Like, it, it was like... It was like Emory Jones out there. <laughs> and and just more quarterback talk. Like Tanner, Tanner McKee, McKee sucked. They, they were running like heavy RPO offense, which was weird to watch Stanford do. The, but like, yeah, the, the his, fucking his, long mesh, too. It sucked. His ball placement is not good. Like no. he missed a lot of throws. And like his stats look like obviously through the two picks, but like his stats look like better than his actual game was. Yeah, they, totally, totally. Like lots of overthrows. Like you said, the placement was shit. Through the through fake the fake offense with the slow mesh RPO and like yeah. through the playmakers too. Yeah, a couple. Like I, I thought Urasek didn't look bad. Like what he was given. Like, yeah. Had, yeah, yeah. Hey, he didn't get enough opportunity. No, totally. Uh, through the through the interception on the goal line too, which was kind of like just I don't know. Like if you watch that play, it's like oh, not like a terrible throw, but I don't know. I, just, I, I thought it was pretty shit. I don't know. I just don't think he looked like some first round quarterback at all. No, like, no, not in the least. Like even fit, like he just he doesn't have the physical tools either. That's why I just think it's so strange. Um, also threw Spencer Rattler down just because his stats look okay. I thought he missed a lot of throws. Yeah, like his arm is so big though. He's yeah. got a, a top three arm in this class, um, but he was overshoot. Like the touch just isn't there, and their offensive line's so terrible. And he doesn't do a great job creating on his own. Yeah. Uh, Threw a pick, had three fumbles, lost one of them. Um, I think another year for Spencer Rattler at South Carolina is is likely. Yeah, uh, and and probably wise. Um, yeah, I put Caillou Blue Kelly for getting toasted. <laughs> like like you already said, like that's a, that's an NFL corner, but uh, not looking not looking too sharp against Addison. Um, so I thought I threw him here. Um, do you have anyone else? Uh, oh, yeah, I got a couple. Okay, I thought go. Brake Freeland, the BYU left tackle, had a I, terrible showing. I didn't focus. I, I mean, I went to bed pretty I, early. I, so. I, I went to the next uh, day, the next morning. I, I watched it, and oh, my goodness. he. So I think he only allowed one sack, but, like, so many pressures. A lot of what made Jaron Hall so spectacular is avoiding pressures caused by Brake Freeland. Mm. Um, like, Baylor's got a, a athletic and deep defensive line. Um Gabe Hall and this other edge just were getting the best of him all game. He he's just it's kind of like he you can see the athleticism yeah, yeah. in the in the length, but he plays really high and he's just not that strong. So like power just was getting the giving him hell. And you saw it in the summer too, right? Exactly. Um, okay, you give me your last guy and then I'm gonna give you. I'm just I want to start a conversation, a dumb one, but I want to start it. I got like seven guys. Um, oh my god, you're so rude. Uh, I Jaheim Bell. It's just like <laughs> going after he, poor Jaheim Bell, man. Come on. Yeah, he, he had a drop and like just isn't that involved in the passing game? Yeah, he's like they're what? He's their Taysom Hill. It's weird. <laughs> it's a good he had take. touchdown run on like the one yard line, but it's just like it's a pretty interesting tight end class, and I think he's a really interesting player. Mm-hmm. But like the offense isn't featuring him. Like Austin Stogner, it, it, like Rattlers going to him over the seams. Um, so he just kind of just had no impact in that game. Jermaine Burton. He was my just, other overhyped. Yeah, just I overhyped him. I thought he was going to blow up. Um, he was just not creating separation against Texas. He had a drop, too. Uh, he was just 
like no, non-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I put him over hype. We already talked about a lot of it, but yeah, it's just like he has not materialized into anything, anything at all. And like, I mean, we're talking about like for the first time in years, the Bama game is like so short of play, pass catching playmakers. They need him to step up, and he hasn't. I mean, they they haven't needed him yet, but they will eventually. And just that was not good. Yeah. Uh, I also threw Demarvi and Overshone down. Yeah, that's that's fair. Th- yeah, but what is the conversation you want to have? So, obviously, sliding down the board would be uh, would be weak or like too way too hot. But Will Anderson wasn't that good. Is that fair to say? No, I disagree. I mean, like like he had the sack at the end to win the game, but the penalties were were kind of like like what the, the penalties fuck? were. Be- they, they, in the first half, they were max protecting, or specifically when yours is in, it was, like, max protecting, keeping mm-hmm. the tight ends home, and, like, just doubling up Dallas Turner and Will Anderson, and and uh, just, like, having Xavier Worthy run deep and Quinn Ewers chuck it. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought Will Anderson looked really good as a run defender. Yeah, that like, awesome backside TFL and Bijan. Yeah. I, I mean, like, by sliding down the board, I'm like, maybe a team will consider a quarterback over him type of thing. Like that's, that's that's all I just wanted to say. He didn't take over this game, and I just thought it's Will Anderson. So let's talk about him. That's all I kind of want to bring up. Had that really, really, really dumb unnecessary roughness call too. Uh, I thought that was kind of that was silly, but yeah, so the penalties were kind of surprising. Um, uh, he said it was the loudest atmosphere he's ever been in. Yeah, Texas fans built Keep different. Keep Austin baby. weird. Yeah, baby. Uh, speaking of Austin, my out of nowhere prospect is. Uh, I mentioned Overshone, uh, his teammate next to him, Jalen Ford, their their other linebacker. I mm-hmm. thought. He, they were just blitzing him a ton, and that I was talking about Bryce Young getting blitzed to hell. It was a lot of him, and he was shooting out of a cannon. Uh, yeah, I thought he looked really good, and he, he looked good uh, as a run defender too. Just very violent, fast, aggressive downhill mm. player. Can I give you another Longhorn? Yeah, Daniel Trejo, baby, the punter was killing it out there, dropping them at the goal line. I really like almost 47. Love that. Love that so much. But I'll give you my real pick here. Wait, I just want to say, Texas, Punter U? It is definitely Punter U, yeah. Or the state is Punter State for sure. Uh, also, Bert, I mean, Bird Auburn, that guy can kick. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the names are also always great, too. Yeah, Danny Trejo, yeah. come on. Um, I, I, I kind of I, I didn't have, like, another, like, big time. So I put Israel Abbey Canada, the, 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 pit, the other pit back, because he was behind Hammond. And Hammond was out this week, and Abby Canada was like just like their best player, maybe on the whole team, like breaking big old runs. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, had some like really solid sides, solid athlete. Twenty five carries, a buck fifty four, and a touchdown. Like that's a good tandem when Hammond is healthy. Like so, just coming coming out of nowhere as a backup and putting up those numbers on SEC defense. I know it's Tennessee, but an SEC defense. I and he looked good doing it. I, I thought that was a good one to throw out. Um, for prospect, it made me look stupid other than Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, but the same thing, yeah. I'll stick at quarterback. I was just so certain Cam Ward <gasps> would hit the ground running. I put the exact same thing I said. Outside of Anthony Richardson, my pick is Cam Ward. <laughs> right? Like, he, obviously they upset they Wisconsin won. in Wisconsin. Yeah. That's huge. But he is. He was bad. So raw. Yeah. Like, you can see the arm talent, but, like, it just feels like he doesn't know how to play quarterback right now. Um. He he barely threw for two. Or he threw for two hundred yards, mm-hmm. touchdown, two picks. Two pick. Like their their running backs helped him a lot. Yeah, their defense just played really well. And I don't know. He they're just not the offensive juggernaut I was thinking they were going to be. Yeah, good no, thing I, Dickert's the coach of the year though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was I totally agree. I loved Cam Ward in the summer. I'm like, this is a dude. He's got the talent. Uh, I felt like he was like, yeah, trying to just force too much and just it wasn't coming and. Again, it's his second game at the FBS level. He's a redshirt yeah. sophomore, so like maybe in two years it does all finally like it comes together in two years. Yeah. Like this is obviously, I just think we both thought it was going to come together instantly. Yeah, that's on us. It, that's why it made us look stupid. It's nothing on Cam Ward. It's just made us look dumb. I remember there's one like the the seam where I think it was the tight end over the, down the seam or I forget who it was, but like like I'm like this is going to be the throw. This is going to be the throw to set it all up. It was pretty early in the game. And he's overthrew. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I'm like this is not going to be a, a, a great one. Yeah. Um, prospect versus prospect matchup. So I mean, uh, Levis versus Richardson was the highlight, and I also thought Addison and Blue Kelly was the other highlight. So I kind of, I'm kind of tapped out on both fronts, Rob. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere else. So I, I, I got Ricky Stromberg, the Arkansas center, oh. and Zach Pickens, the South Carolina that's, defensive lineman. That's a good one. That's a good one. They both and they both played well. Yeah. Like, 
Arkansas ran for two ninety five. Stromberg looked like the the center we described in the offseason, just yeah. a big running power running mauler. Uh, Pickens made twelve tackles at a T, half TFL. Like he held up well against uh, a big SEC offensive line. Uh, didn't get a ton going as a pass rusher, but uh, looked like a top ten interior defensive lineman. That's a good one. That's Thank a good you. Pick. It's nice when it's like both guys are good. Yeah, I'm. You know what? That's a great transition to my outplay of the box score because I'm I'm sticking on the interior defensive line. I'm sticking against a, a big SEC offensive line. I'm putting Keontre Coburn, who just had one solo tackle, but like outside of that, like 81 yard uh, run by McClellan, Bama had like 80 yards on 23 carries, and 38 of that for was from like Bryce Young scrambling. So the the point being is the Texas interior defensive line played a really really strong game, and I thought that was like Keontre Coburn being a huge part of that, like yeah. just absorbing double teams. Uh, taking them on, making plays out of those two, clogging holes. I, I thought Coburn was really good. This was a really good showing for Coburn. I, I think that's that helps. And yeah, like, like again, we already talked about. It. There's just quite a few guys stepped up in that Texas defense. So starting up front, though, like I, I know it's not the same. Like that's a good that's a good Bama interior, though. I know it's not the same yeah, Bama running attack, but that's a good interior off the line. And like they started moving them a little bit at the start, and then obviously broke up the big one. And that's when everyone thought the game was going to get away. But Coburn just hunkered down and the rest of the group, and, yeah, they look good. Uh, I'm going to stick with a nose tackle uh, in the state of Texas who lost to a ranked team. Siaki Aika against BYU. BYU could not run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, if you were just, just look at the numbers, you'd be like, oh, maybe he's a stock down this week. Yeah. This, this, this dude was blowing guys off the, the line of scrimmage. Like, every snap, uh, he was absorbing blocks. He was keeping his linebackers clean. Like, he looked awesome against the run. Uh, pushed the pocket a little bit as a pass rusher, but I mean Blake Freeland was just letting whoever lined up over him beat him, so it's like I could didn't have time to get there. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he played the exact type of game you you want to see from uh, a nose tackle. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, my overhyped was Anthony Richardson, and I was Levis and Jermaine Burden. Perfect, perfect. Who popped on the scene uh, from the transfer portal? I, Jordan my, Addison. Yeah, I did put Jordan Addison. Okay, look, I have it down as transfer of the week. Therefore, it's Jordan Addison. He's the transfer of the week. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, well, I got a receiver who transferred to a better conference and put up more yards this week against a ranked team. All right. Do you have a guess? I actually don't know. Antoine Wells, the South Carolina oh, receiver. Right. James Madison transfer. Eight for 189 and a touchdown against Arkansas. They could not cover him. And this yeah. was my worry about Arkansas last week was their DBs, especially Jalen Catalan's down for the year. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, stock down there. Yes. Uh, but the Arkansas secondary was just getting torched last week, but it didn't matter. This week it mattered a little bit more, but also Spencer Rattler was overthrowing stuff. But Wells was just open all day. Yeah, and like, I, I didn't he, think he looked like that. Go ahead, sorry, sorry. He's not super dynamic. That's what I was about to say, yeah. He just kept getting open, though. Mm-hmm, he did. And, like, uh, like doing yak, but, like, he didn't look that fast. It's like, Arkansas just looked, like, bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, it's strange. He's a 6'1", 207, um, just fairly nuanced guy. Had 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns at James Madison last year. Uh, South Carolina ha- had a handful of guys uh, – between, like, Stogner, Bell, him, Josh Van, uh, Dakari Joyner. There's someone else, too, even. Um, the Arkansas State receiver transfer. Uh, Corey Rucker, I think. Um, and and he's emerged as the go-to guy. He's had, he has 244 yards through two games. And uh, True Junior, I think. Just a really just interesting player. It's a good one. Thank you. Uh, speaking of good ones, what small school guy caught your eye? Gotta go to Marshall, right? Like I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but Stephen Gilmore's got to be the headliner here, right? Yeah, I think the, obviously the pick six steals it against Notre Dame. Yeah, um, but he was good all game too. He's a good football player. Yeah, underrated player. He's also one of those guys who's been in college forever. Yes, yeah. So I put him as my highlight guy, uh, and I, I think the Marshall running back, uh, Kalen Laborn, too, who obviously who, go do ahead. you know his background? I don't know his background. No, please enlighten me. Uh, was a blue chip. I think he was at Florida State. Didn't come really? together, and now he's at Marshall. He looked like a blue chip. I mean, they 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 gave him the ball thirty one times. He kind of just put the team on his back and carried him. And obviously, that's with Rashi Ali kind of stepping away from football for the time being. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's so that just a step up like that's huge. One sixty three on the ground. Charles Pops, uh, got a passion for developing NFL running backs. Yeah. So. Yep. 
I think he's a really interesting one to watch. Obviously, like if you wanted to throw Cameron Peoples here too, you already talked about it. I'll throw a, a, one more funny one because I thought Champ Fleming's. Oh, you steal my thunder! I was oh. building towards this. Sorry, go, 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 go. The five foot five kid that everyone <laughs> talked about like three years ago because he was five five playing FBS level football at Oregon State, and and like a solid like fourth receiver for Oregon State for like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Now at Arkansas State and just does the, their offense is him twelve touches, one hundred twenty five yards. He's so fun. He is so much fun. Okay, yeah. he's gonna play in the CFL. Oh yeah, that's a CFL. Like, you, can't you just imagine like the Bombers winning on a last second Champ Fleming's touchdown? Yeah, big time. Guaranteed. Like, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyone else before we get to our week three picks? No, no. Let's let's get to it. How'd you do last week? Shit, Rob. I did bad. I had one win, three losses, and a push. The listeners are smart if they – I, 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 I went three and two, and I was happy about it just because it was like this could easily have been a week where I went one and three mm-hmm. – or one and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm six and four on the season. What are you? <laughs> three, six, and one. I'm, I'm glad you got that and one. I hate it. I got it. Like, I think I got one early last year, and it just sang it all year. Just like such shame. It's uh, You're like the Colts and the Texans. Mm-hmm. But not the Steelers and the Bengals. It looked like it, though. Uh, Hard right, to so, pick the games this week, Rob. <laughs> yeah, not so, a worse slate than last week, but last week ended up being super exciting I, and fun. I guarantee you this will be a shit week. I'm, I'm putting my stamp on it. Well, it's like all the ranked teams that are playing, like teams they could possibly lose to, are like ranked teams that really aren't going to matter uh, mm-hmm. outside of maybe USC if they somehow lose to Fresno State. That um, would be, yeah, that would be cool. Um, do you have? I didn't pick a noon game. Uh, I put one down, but I don't have to do it. Well, I just well, I, I it's up I'm to not. You. you make your own picks. I okay. This one doesn't count, but take Oklahoma to cover against Nebraska. I don't know. I no the, don't. Mickey Joseph bump. I'm not picking it. I thought about it though. I was like, I'm not picking it either. Not picking it either though. But they're gonna. Um, we just don't know enough about Oklahoma yet. I don't think to guarantee that. No, so uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, go ahead, get us started. Is your first first real game 3.30 one then? Yeah. Okay, so I'll start with uh, 3.30 on Fox, number 12 BYU at number 25 Oregon. Uh, Ducks, three and a half point favorites at home. Um, obviously, they look terrible against Georgia, but hey, Bonix threw four touchdowns last week. Um, uh, BYU's coming off like a big double overtime win at home against Baylor. Now they hit the road. They go to the Pacific Northwest. I, I I like the Ducks minus three and a half. I think this is a super important game for Dan Lanning. I think they've got the the dudes on defense, right? Like they got Brandon Dorless. They got DJ Jones. They got Sulem Flo. Our, our boy Christian Gonzalez. Um, big game against Jaron Holland for him. Uh, so I like that. And plus they're going to take advantage of Blake, Blake Freeland. Yeah, I mean I think this is a tough one. I. I think it's funky. I don't trust the Ducks. I, th- I, I went back and forth. I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take I Oregon. I don't trust either of them. I don't trust either of them at all. Like, like but really at all. I'm just gonna lean on the team with more talent. I think that's a good has call. Bit, bit me in the past though, so just keep that in mind. Um, but also, like, like at home, my thoughts and Sue. Like, it's. I just think it's it's similar to the Kentucky Florida game, coming off a big win over a top ten team. Then uh, playing another ranked team the following week, who's like maybe considered lesser, like it's just such an upset uh, special. And, yeah, the, and when I say upset, yeah. like the I mean just the higher ranked team losing. Yeah, yeah, but because of course my uh, the Ducks are minus three and a half. Yeah, so we're both taking Ducks. Yeah, I'll take the Ducks. I'll take the Ducks. Okay, three thirty CBS, uh, number twenty two Penn State hitting the road. Uh, taking on Auburn last year's game was really exciting. Uh, neither team was good in the end. Um, I'm going to take Penn State minus three. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't understand how Aub- Auburn's 2 0. They've had some of the worst quarterback play in the country. TJ Finley's their starter. Uh, obviously, Tank Bigsby's a really good player. And they got some dudes on defense like Colby Wooden, Derek Hall, um, Owen Popo. Uh, that, that, that there's NFL talent, but Brian Hurston's a bad coach. James Franklin's a better coach. I think, like you mentioned, Nick Singleton had his breakout this past week. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge for that Penn State offense. Like Tinsley and Parker Washington, I I think uh, just 
make too many plays, and um, I, I ride uh, the Nittany Lions for the Big Ten. Sean Clifford's been the biggest roller coaster in college football for the first two games. He's been like, if you look on paper, good, but if you watch him, he's terrible. Scary. It's so weird. So, uh, just to make up a game on you, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Tigers. Come on, okay. Penn State uh, going to SEC country. Pff, Jordan Hare rocking and come on. I could see like I mean I could see Wooden and, and Hall just. It's a, it's a young Penn State offensive line. Like if if they're getting after Clifford, forcing him into mistakes, like. Yeah, I could see that being a, a Auburn like thirteen ten Auburn win. You know, the one thing that I will say, and I mean, I don't know if this is a good thing, but if Clifford is is shit in the bed, we might see a lair, and he, he's looked pretty flashy through his first couple uh, attempts. You know, um, as that's a hard there. crowd to come in against. Exactly. Though. Yeah. Exactly. The point. I, so I just like truly the difference to me is just James Franklin versus Brian Harson. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to go with the environment and, and take the, the Tigers. Okay. Uh, my next team, 730. Michigan State at Washington? Yeah. Number 11, Michigan State heads heads to Seattle, take on the Huskies on ABC. Uh, Huskies, three-point favorites. We haven't really seen them yet. Uh, Kalen DeBoer yeah. era has begun. Michael Penix at quarterback. Um, but... I, I don't know. This is a big, important, I think, game for Mel Tucker, simply because these are the types of games coaches who get paid like him can't lose. Yeah. Like, you're number 11. I get that you're the road dog, but you have to win this game. Uh, I think they found something interesting with uh, Jalen Berger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Peyton Thorne's, like, been fairly efficient. It's fine. And then yeah. defensively, Jacoby Winman's the best player in the country. Yeah, <laughs> And they got they got uh, Georgia transfer Amir Speed at corner who's looked quite good. Like their transfer, you and, and all these transfers have, have been impressive. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And are you taking the Spartans? Yeah, I'm taking the Spartans. I am too. Getting points. I, I again, like I haven't watched this Husky team yet, but I don't trust it. I just I just don't you, trust it. Like Michael Penix is a fun player, but but he's so turnover prone. And like they they yeah. know him too, and, you know. And, like and they don't have like. A, tr- a true NFL, like Jalen McMillan's been putting up numbers, but they don't have like a true stud on that offense to lean on, I don't think. Um, and even defensively, like Z- ZTF doesn't look like he's it. Um, like Cam Bright, the pit linebacker, like their best player. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think just like Michigan State will just get into you know a down and dirty game and, and, yeah, it's probably gonna be like a seventeen fourteen Michigan State win. Yeah, exactly. Like because they're plus three, I feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Nine p.m. ESPN. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got number thirteen Miami. Technically, the game of the week. It would have meant a lot more if uh, Texas A&M didn't flub it mm-hmm. uh, against App State. Uh, Nine p.m. ESPN. Number thirteen Miami. Uh, plus five and a half at number twenty four Texas A&M. Uh, Kyle Field is the place to be. Um, I'm taking. I'm taking the Hurricane. I don't know that that Texas A&M showing was so pathetic. Uh, just there's just so much bad juju in the air about this Aggies yep. squad right now. Yeah. Um, Mario Cristobal, I feel like does a good job when his team's the dog. Like he's gonna get them fired up. Miami's offensive line is. I know they haven't played anyone. But it's looking like one of the best in the country. They got a couple different running backs. They got an NFL level quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, I know they lack pass catchers, but defensively they've got a ton of impact transfers. Um, Akeem Mesador incoming uh, breakout game. Uh, one of the best corners in the country, Tyreek Stevenson. Like Texas A&M has young talent, but I, I, I feel like outside of Devin Ashane. Who are you super excited about? I know my boy Layden Robinson, but a guard's not winning you this game. Yeah, and Antonio Johnson, but a safety's not winning this game either. Like, um, yeah, I'm fading everything, Aggie. I'm taking, I'm taking the Hurricanes as well. Like, because like, the Hurricanes to me are built to win a slug it out game, but they're also built to more built to win the shootout. Because like Haynes King doesn't look he's good. He's bad. He's really bad. I, yeah. I I don't know how Max Johnson didn't win that job. Like Max Johnson looked better at LSU last year than Haynes King's looked. Yeah. Yeah, he's looks not good. Um exactly. I think that I think that's push comes to shove, you're getting uh, you know, five and a half. Miami's got the better quarterback. 
A&M has got the bad juju. They're going to do some cringe shit in the midnight yell. God, come on. <laughs> take Miami. Okay. Finally, you, you down to take this uh, Fresno State USC game? Yeah, let's do it. Ten, 10.30 on Fox. Hell yeah, baby. Stay up late. Pac-12 after dark. Mountain West after dark. Uh, Fresno State, uh, 12.5 point dogs at number seven USC. Fresno State coming off this heartbreaking loss to Oregon State. Um, I like Fresno State here. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I, I, the USC's offense just looked too fucking powerful. And USC's defense looks stinky. <laughs> that's fair. I think this is gonna be a shootout. I think this is gonna be, Same. like, I think it's gonna be Stanford's gonna be better than. I'm uh, sorry, Fresno's gonna be better than Stanford was Pretty for sure. Slip. No, no, Stanford's not better. Jake Hanner is the best quarterback in the G5. Put Seaman on his back. Jordan Mims is awesome. Jalen Cropper's a playmaker. I think this this is like a. A 45-38 USC win. I, I think it, it's like a late pull away, like a late second touchdown to cover, like a what? like 49-35. Uh, what you forget is uh, Evan Williams, the safety at Fresno State's my X Factor. Oh, yeah, he's your guy. He's your he's guy. He's my guy. He's my guy. USC's got a lot of transfers on the defense too. It's going to take some time. I, I mean, like there's no slowing this USC offense. I, I respect that. I understand that. I just think Jake Hayner is the quarterback who can keep up. You're kind of you, you got to just call the upset. I think you got to call the upset if you're going to take the points. I mean, it's the perfect it's the perfect upset situation where it's it like is. It obviously is. the USC is probably being overranked because of the star power. Like this, this team has a new coaching staff, has a lot of new players playing. Um, they're at home in a late, late game against one of the best G5s who have been NFL talent at quarterback. Like This is a perfect upset game. USC has been so good at the letdown games, too, in the last decade. Like It really is. It is a perfect upset game. And no one will be watching because West Coast bias. Like everyone will be asleep. People will forget. And USC won't move down in the rankings when they lose. <laughs> I love that it's on like Fox. Like not FS1, not not any of this other oh, bullshit. It's a bit, it's on they're Fox. doing us a big favor. Yeah, appreciate like, it. Fox knows what's up. All, we always said that we we love all of Fox uh, programming. Amen. All right. Uh, well, good luck to you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk NFL Week One rookies.